At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 595th episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. Today is Farmer Friday, a quick and dirty stab at growing your garden. Each episode will feature less than 10 minutes of essential content for growing your garden, and some episodes we will answer your questions. If you have one, send it to questions at urbanfarm.org. Today, we're talking with Brian Wells with the Homestead Journey podcast about defining what homesteading really is. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, Brian. How's it going today, man? It is going great. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. So homesteading, I mean, we've all heard this term. Let's dive in and kind of dissect it a little bit. Sure. To me, I think homesteading is one of those words that's morphed in meaning over time. As kind of things have gone on, I don't think there's a standard definition any longer as far as what constitutes homesteading. Mm -hmm. So to me, I think if you were to if you were to go do a man on the street interview and you would ask 10 different people what homesteading is, you would probably get close to 10 different definitions. Right. But I think there would be a lot of similarities. I, I think you would hear some common themes and it would kind of go something like this. A homesteader is someone who lives in the country. They live on 5, 10, 15, 20 acres of land. And on that land, they're doing a whole bunch of stuff. They're raising and growing their own food. So maybe... They've got a big garden and they're canning, freezing, dehydrating, fermenting the harvest. They're raising animals. So maybe they've got chickens, cows, goats, pigs, quails, rabbits, ducks, geese. Probably the list could go on and on and on there. They're making yogurt. They're making soap. They're making knives. They're spinning wool into yarn and knitting gloves and hats and <laughs> wow. scarves. They're probably homeschooling their kids. Uh -huh. They're off grid and they've got a compost toilet. Now... <laughs> Probably from person to person, that list is going to vary. But I think the common themes is that people have a tendency to define homesteading from the standpoint of where someone lives and what someone does. Oh, you're right. But to me, I think homesteading is more about the journey. It's, it's more about the journey and less about the destination. What if it's more about how we live our lives and why? So the way I, I like to think about homesteading is homesteading to me is a journey towards three things. It's a journey towards self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and sustainability. And when we think about a journey towards those things, it's an understanding that we're never going to fully realize all of those things. And we need to be okay with that. Yeah. And I think when we think about it as a journey towards those ideals, it kind of takes some of the pressure off of us to think that we have to get there. Because again, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. So now like self-sufficiency and self-reliance, a lot of times people kind of use those interchangeably mm -hmm. and people also use sustainability kind of as a, as another word for environmentally friendly. Right. But 
for me, I think they have a little bit of a different, that has a little bit of a different definition. And so this is kind of how I define those terms. To me, self-sufficiency speaks to stuff, the things that we can raise, grow, produce, and process on our homesteads. Self-reliance speaks to skills. Do I have the skills uh, necessary right? to raise, grow, produce, and process the stuff that I need? And then sustainability speaks more to systems. Do I have in place the systems whereby with minimal to no off-farm inputs, I can apply my skills to raise, grow, produce, and process the stuff that I need? So let me kind of give an example. Let's that's, say as that's, a I'm going to stop you. Hold on. That sure. was epic, man. I'm going to ask, you know, the listeners out there, go back and re-listen to that. That was epic. Thank you for that. Well, it's simple thoughts from a simple guy, <laughs> but you know, let me kind of, let me flesh it out. And, and I think maybe if people are struggling with how all of that interconnects, this might make sense. Uh-huh. So let's say as a homesteader, I no longer want to go to the store and buy eggs. I want to produce all of the eggs that I want and need for a given year on my homestead. To mm-hmm. me, that is self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. I haven't gone and bought eggs in decades. Nor like have literally, I. Literally, I should say decades, but it's, it's been a long, long time right. since I've ever gone to the store and bought eggs. We're self-sufficient when it comes to eggs. Self-reliance is skills. Do I know how to raise a chick to adulthood? Do I know how to take care of that chick and make sure that it's healthy and that it can continue to produce eggs for me for a very long time? So to me, that's self-reliance. Now, how sustainability comes into that is, let's say that I no longer want to order chicks through the mail. I don't want to go to the feed store and buy chicks. Rather, I'm going to have a rooster and hens. The rooster fertilizes the eggs. The hens lay the eggs. They go broody. They set on them. They hatch out chicks. And now I have a perpetual supply of chicks whereby I can apply my skills to care for them. And I'm now producing all of the eggs that I need. So that's sustainability self-reliance and self-sufficiency kind of all tied together. Am I suggesting that's the best way to do it? The only way to do it, the most economical way to do it? No, not at all. But it's just to illustrate how all of those principles kind of tie together. So when you start thinking about homesteading from that perspective and you stop thinking about it from the standpoint of where someone lives and Mm -hmm. what someone does, to me, it's very, very freeing. Because when you think about it from the context of where someone lives and what someone does, that's very, it excludes people. Right. If I don't have five, 10, 15, 20 acres of land, I can't be a homesteader. If I don't know how to do all of these things, I can't be a homesteader. And to me, that's nonsense. When you start thinking about it as a journey, now, instead of me focusing on what I don't have, I focus on what I have and what I can do with what I have and how I can take the next right step. Some, for some people, it's the first right step, right? How can I take the next right step towards self-sufficiency, self-reliance and sustainability? And when we do that, to me, that's what homesteading is all about. And so anybody, regardless of where you live, can start their homesteading journey today because everybody can do something, whether it's growing herbs on your windowsill or it's a tomato on your balcony or you're in your HOA and you're kind of, maybe you've got some edible plants scattered into the landscape, you know, that the HOA doesn't know about, but everybody (laughs) can do something. Yeah. And so when you start thinking about it as a journey instead of a destination, the question, the only question is, what is the next right step for me to take today? Yeah. Towards self-sufficiency, self-reliance and sustainability. And to me, that's what homesteading is all about. 
Well, it's really quite that simple. It's all learnable. Absolutely. I love the way you framed this out because when you started talking about the 15 acres, it's like, well, that's not me. And then with that explanation, with what you shared, it's like, oh, hold on, time out. That's what I do. Yep, and absolutely. Anybody can do that. Absolutely. Now, I don't believe that homesteading is for everyone because, again, I think it's about how you live your life and why. And that does require us to change some of the ways that we live our lives. Yeah. And I don't think that everybody is willing to make that commitment. But I okay. think that everybody can. Yeah. I think they can. I'm just not sure everybody wants to. Right. And that's okay. Do you? But I think everybody can. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. And you have a podcast, the Homestead Journey Podcast. Tell me a little bit about it and where can people find it? Well, you can find me on all of the major podcast platforms, iTunes, you name it, I'm there. My website is thehomesteadjourney.net. The podcast is also linked there so people can go there and check it out. And it's just really me talking to people about getting started on the journey and walking this path and how we can be successful and raising and growing food. It's something I'm very, very passionate about. I'm so excited oh, to tell. share that with people and yeah. I hope it comes through. Uh, oh yeah, it comes through. Yes, it does. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on our Farmer Friday. Thank you very much for having me. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, Head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.